Chris Taylor, what were you thinking last night? And welcome to FNR. Thank you very much for the uh, yeah kind introduction. But um, what was I thinking last night? I, yeah, I just was hoping that they wouldn't score in the last minute. Because um, <laughs> I think the last three games we've played, we've conceded right at the death. I think twice yes. against Heidelberg and um, and obviously in the uh, in the previous round in the Australia Cup against uh, Brisbane City. Uh, but Chris Taylor, your boys have managed to find a way, even through the penalty shootouts, to get the job done. Yeah, I suppose that shows a lot of character. Um, you know, we, we, we've been in penalty shootouts before where, where it's not gone our way. So um, <laughs> I think it shows a bit of character and... Uh, they're never, never good ones to lose. They're always great ones to win. So, um, and there's always a winner and always a loser. But um, yeah, I, I'm very, very pleased with the boys and what they've done this year, and and pretty much the whole club. I mean, it's a, it's a combined effort goes right through the juniors and the the committee, and uh, you know, it's just a great, great place to be at the moment. As a former administrator of an MPL club uh, in the shape of South Melbourne, I can well imagine how excited the the sponsors are. Yeah, obviously, um, you know, we, we've, we're very pri- privileged to have uh, a lot of people that, um, you know, put a bit of money into the club yeah. and, uh, and support the club. Um, so, you know, it's great to see the faces down there. But yeah, last night was just something that was really special, you know, for all the people, seeing how much it means to everyone. And uh, it's the 50th year or 50th anniversary this year. And uh, there's still a number of them that probably founded the club at the start. So, you know, they've been there for a long period of time and it's great to see them enjoying it. Yeah, and uh, we're talking to Chris Taylor, who's the the coach of the Oakley Cannons in the MPL, MPL 1 in Victoria, who uh, defeated uh, Sydney FC, who only a year or so ago were touted as one of the finest A-League clubs of the last decade. Um, So... I know that they're building or in a rebuilding mode and I know it's pre-season, but how have your boys bounced back uh, from last night? In other words, um, how did they, how'd they pull up? Uh, well, I'm just about to find out. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm now. Um, so we, we have a, a recovery session where, you know, there'll be an ice baths and um, some of the players that, that were on the bench and didn't get minutes all, all, all go through their paces um, and we'll assess it. Uh, another game in two days' time, do or die game again. So lots of pressure, and um, yeah, just you know, we we just hope everyone's up for the uh, the challenge again. But we know it's going to be difficult as well. Chris, I, I know that a lot of people outside Victoria would be familiar with the Cannons as being, you know, a. a- side that had a good season in Victoria, but I don't think many would be as acutely aware of some of the challenges that you guys have faced throughout this season with injuries and that sort of thing. I mean, last night you guys had special dispensation to bring in a keeper in Lewis Italiano because you had so many keepers <laughs> out through injury, not available um, to play. You had a 14-year-old as your reserve I keeper. I thought that was damn cheeky. Yeah. I thought that was damn <laughs> cheeky, Chris, to put a 14-year-old reserve keeper out down there. Can you imagine how that young boy feels? Yeah. He would have been jumping out of his Incredible. skin. I mean, t- tell us a little bit about some of the challenges that you have had to deal with this season because a 14-year-old keeper is, is sending off serious <laughs> alarm bells to anyone who's tuning in. <laughs> Yeah, like it's, and as you said, it's been an ongoing thing for us. So we've uh, we lost the forward that's not played all year. 
Um, three of our main defenders, although one's back now, have missed good portions of the season. Um, I think we're, I think we're down at something like six or seven players that should be available and aren't available, and that makes it difficult. Um, and the challenges at MPL level, we've got a point system, so you can't keep, uh, you know, make big squads. And once you start losing players, it makes it very difficult. But we've got, uh, we're fortunate. We've got a good under-21s team and, um, you know, that, that that brings them in. We, we've got a good under-14s team as well. And that, <laughs> Clearly. No kidding. That, that, that <laughs> kind of helps as well. Uh, yeah. uh, Chris, how, how does, uh, what I'm trying to get, how do you work your way through so many goalkeepers? Um, Normally, well, everyone uh, will tell you that don't know the game, hey, the goalkeepers have it easy. So how do you, how have you managed to work your way through so many goalkeepers to get to a 14-year-old reserve? Well, look, we, we had, uh, it's just been kind of a month from hell. We had um, our backup keeper that's that's played probably five or six games for us this year. Lockie popped his shoulder in training. Ooh. Um, and then they had to have a full shoulder reconstruction, which was about a week ago. Uh, Nick Finley against Heidelberg tore a quad muscle. Oh, no. So they're your two main keepers. <laughs> um, our um, 21s keeper is concussed or, or gone through concussion. Yep. So, he, he's, so the protocols he's, mean he can't play or he couldn't play. Exactly. And then we've we've had a bit of sickness. You know, everyone's gone through the COVID sort of situation, the cold and flu that's happening at the, the moment. We've had a couple of kids with injuries. You know, I think the... 16 keepers, you know, got an ankle problem. Um, so, yeah, we uh, we looked at the under-14s and thought, yeah, that's probably the way to go this year. How good is his temperament, this young 14-year-old keeper? Look, he, he was just uh, over the moon with it, you know. His, his family <laughs> of course was, he was. You know, it was, uh, you know, and we, we, I had the intention of getting him out there. I thought, oh, if we're two or three down, which you probably will be against Sydney, get, get him out there for five minutes or so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably, uh, probably the chance of a lifetime. But um, well, not only that. Uh, can you imagine the history books and the trivia? He would well, be there for a lifetime. That's that's what we were hoping. Yeah, you know, <laughs> one way or the other, we were going to get Oakley in the record books. Um, but as <laughs> that's it turned fantastic. out, the result. Yeah. Oh, what a story that would have been. Oh well, perhaps next time. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh look, uh, all I can say is. Um, it's, it's really exciting. I was watching um, the 10 coverage, uh, the 10 play coverage last night, and I was flicking between, uh, if you've got a good um, uh, Wi-Fi service, you can flick <laughs> between the, the three feeds. And um, I, couldn't, I couldn't take my eyes off what you guys were doing against Sydney. Uh, I was watching and very keen to see what Adelaide was doing against Brisbane. And, of course, uh, very keen to see uh, young Azani and a couple of the others out of MacArthur. Uh, how they were going to cope in their in their quest against uh, Wellington. So it was really good football, uh, really gripping stuff, and you guys played uh, more than a meaningful role. You you actually uh, set the scene for what we're calling a cup uh, upset. Uh, cup set, uh, yeah, yeah, cup set. Yeah, yeah, quite quite wonderful, and it set Twitter alight. Um, have have you? Uh, how do you contend now? How do you? Get up there and get them up for the next contest. What what is the first and biggest role of you? You know the manager or the the coach um, uh, 
you know, today or this afternoon when you when you get out there to them? Well, I, I think you've got to, sometimes you need to bring them down, other times you need to pick them up. <laughs> um, the, the biggest problem we've got at the moment is, um, for me, it's not even a physical thing. You know, people think you play three games in a week. Uh-huh. It's going to be very physically hard or demanding. Um, for me, I'd say it's more to do with the mental side of it. You know, you've got boys that work, say, 40 hours a week, and then you've got a game, which you, you've had, you have one game a week. Now we're playing three games in eight days. And and mentally, it's quite challenging, you know, the concentration levels. And that's obviously when we make mistakes, you know, when when we're doing it two or three times a week. Correct, yep. You know, we we have our ups and downs. We have games that we play very well. We have games where we we go to sleep for periods of time. And I think that's more (laughs) to do with the... The mental side of it, yeah. Yeah, sleepwalking. I mean, it, it even happens in the EPL, uh, Chris. There are, yeah, there are players yeah. who go walkabout and you, you see the the faces uh, and you, you can feel the frustration of the managers when they have to stand in front of the cameras and explain just what's happened. And the EPL this year has been uh, so up and down and some of the biggest clubs in the world uh, having to explain uh, to their fans and to their uh, television audience uh, what's been happening. So I can imagine, from your perspective, um, the challenges that lie ahead. And you say to us, you've got a, a big game coming up in a couple of days. Who are you playing? Uh, we're playing Port Melbourne in the, I, I don't know what you call it, whether it's a qualifying final, or, but it's the going to the uh, grand final uh, in the NPL, um, which has probably been... That's been our main target this year. So, um, you know, we're on track for it. Uh, but Port Melbourne are, are a very good side and they'll have a lot to say about it. So um, we know it's going to be a tough ask. Oh, I like that you said that's been the main focus. And yet you've, you've managed to, to stumble into, uh, into the, the no, semi-finals. They didn't stumble. The they ran, no, they ran through. And, and actually, that's what I wanted to, to, to ask you about, Chris. It, it, what was so special, I think, about last night, other than the result, was actually... It, the manner. It, well, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't a traditional kind of upset in the sense that, oh, one team really dug in and, and sort of yes. got lucky. Scored but a flute for goal. For the first yeah. 60 minutes, especially this game, you guys gave absolutely as good as you got against the Sydney side that were close to, to full strength. Obviously, the, the timing of you guys coming to the end of your season, whereas Sydney just starting, you got to factor all that sort of stuff in. But do you think that the, a performance and a result like last night really... Uh, speak to the strength of, of these um, these NPL competitions around the country? Yeah, I mean, and hopefully it does. I mean, we, we've got two players at the moment. Um, Joe Knowles is, um, is agreed terms with Brisbane and he's moving to Brisbane. So that's uh, been agreed, has it? That's yes, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. That's wonderful. So, so that's great news. We've got Anthony Pantazopoulos, who's 18, played, played for us at left-back last night. He's now with the young Socceroos. I dare say it won't be long before he gets picked up as well. Um, And really, that's what the NPL's about. You know, I'd like to see more A-League clubs taking upon and taking players from the NPL and giving them that opportunity. And um, instead of, you know, I've been a big uh, critic of the the recycling of players. You know, you have a player goes to seven clubs and then the eighth club pick him up. Whereas we've got good young kids and sometimes the opportunity has to come at the right time. But... I think the NPL can be a little bit underrated at times, whereas there's some good talent there. And, um, you know, sometimes we get a player. I've had the likes of Manny Miller, who was at um, 
Melbourne City, who, mm. and uh, you know, got released. I had him at South Melbourne for three years. Yep. And then goes back, plays overseas. So sometimes the, that transition, you know, they might might not be ready at a certain age, but a bit more experience, and that's what the NPL is there for to to give them that game time. Uh, that experience and then hopefully put them back in the A-League. We call them late bloomers when that happens. Some of them mature later than others. And that's the other thing. Uh, You as a coach would know very well that uh, some people process information very differently to others. And, uh, you know, you'll you'll see outstanding effort by a youngster who's a natural and you then hope, hope that they have the work ethic to match it. Um, we're seeing uh, in the EPL, for example, Southampton um, have lost a bundle of players, but they've had the courage of their convictions. And of course, they're obliged to try and find a new crop of players. And what they've done is what Southampton has been renowned for, and that is go out and give youngsters the opportunity and, and they've given them a chance to blood them at the top level and watch them mature. And they're getting some very interesting results. I'm not saying uh, it's going to win them the uh, the EPL, but they're, they're standing up and they're making a name for themselves. And it goes to the very core of what Lockie and others have been saying on FNR over the last couple of years. Give the talented players an opportunity to play and you'll get the results you want. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's probably what we need to look at in Australia. I don't think our system's fantastic at the moment. Um, we do. We still create good players, uh, but at youth level, um, it's one thing that we've been renowned for. You know, go back in when I played, and yeah, the likes of Ocon and Markovsky and people like that coming oh, special. through. Special, yeah. We were making World Cup semi-finals. Now, we we're not even qualifying for mm. World Cups. Um, so there's got to be something fundamentally wrong. I think the youth setup. Is far too vast, you know. What you know, I'd like to see kids at 17, 18 playing men's football, um, playing senior football. I'm, I'm, have I'm you got Have you got three or four coming through the ranks that you you are happily or would happily uh, promote? Yeah, look, we. I, th- I think the hard thing with promotion is you you need to give players the opportunity, um, but opportunity you know you you want them to actually succeed and sometimes failure can be a bit of a setback for them as well um you know i think the most important thing is you create the right uh environment and platform um and then they'll they'll tend to blossom you know anthony's done that with us i've had him since he was 16 at uh, oakley yeah um he's he's gone on in leaps and bounds i think he made his debut probably you know, 14 months ago, uh, coming off the bench, he's played nearly every game this year. And and that's a dramatic rise now as a young socceroo. So, um, you know, the, the, if the opportunities are there and you play the players at the right age, we've now got youth players at 21, 22 who have never play, played with men. And that's what I think is very difficult for them. Isn't that interesting? Mm. That, 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 sh- that, that would never have happened in the old NSL. Um, they would have been tested against uh, older bodies and, and older players a lot a lot earlier, and I can see what you're uh, yeah. uh, getting to. And Tell me, as a, as a coach, and especially with your experience, Chris, we're talking to Chris Taylor, who's the uh, the coach of the Oakley Cannons, who have, have been on a fabulous cup run uh, over the uh, over the, the majority of this uh, Australia Cup campaign, and it's very exciting. Um, and I'm just wondering... Chris, have you 
are you in a position to be able to discern if a player has that that spirit or that fire in them that they can take the disappointment? Have they got the... I'm trying to work out, can you identify if a player, a young player, has the poise or you've, is it the only way to test them or the only way to find out is to put them in the cauldron? Um, yeah, look, I think you've got to put them in certain situations. Sometimes you can do that in training and, and, and playing with better players. I think the difficulty I find at the moment, and obviously becoming an older coach and, and different generation to some of the players, um, things change in, in your lifetime, things change. So if you go back 40 years ago, yep. the way kids come through school and now they were disciplined is a lot different to what oh, they do yeah. nowadays. Yeah. Yep. Yep, um, yep, yep. So we're we're now, tre- you know, and not, I've had situations this year without, you know, going into detail. Yep. You know, where I'm dealing with people with mental health issues. Yeah, I've never done that as a coach in my in my work environment. I've never done it, so it's new to me. Um, and I think dealing with kids coming through in today's generation, they have to be treated a lot different to what kids were treated 20 years ago. So the old school way, which was, you know, the school of hard knocks. Yep, and throw you know, them in. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't happen anymore. So you're trying to nurse people through. And I think a lot of it is how you manage your people to get the best out of them. Gotcha. And some, some people want the arm around them. Some some need a little bit of tough love. Yeah. Um, but it makes it very, very difficult because people coming out of school today, uh, 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 their environment, we, we seem to have lost Chris. Are you still there, Chris? Ah, oh, yeah. I think they dealt with the disappointment a lot better, whereas nowadays they don't. Yeah. Uh, Chris, what's can the? You if, still hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. You just you, we we lost Hello. you in the uh, in the uh, Bermuda Triangle for about a minute and a half, <laughs> yeah. but you're back. Uh, the, just before we finish this uh, conversation, and yeah. we really appreciate you uh, agreeing to join us, uh, you know, so soon after what was a monumental night for the club, and uh, and good luck. Please pass on our best wishes to the team. A great effort. Uh, I just want to know. Uh, if if you're a, a new fan to the NPL and you want to see the Oakley Cannons play, when's the next contest and what time? Uh, I think we play at six o'clock on Saturday at uh, Port Melbourne's ground, which I think is SS Anderson Reserve. That's the one off uh, uh, Plummer Street. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. And that's uh, that's the final to get into the grand final. So um, yeah, it'd be quite a big game and. Uh, Hopefully we get a number of people there watching as well. That'd be exciting. That'd be very exciting. And we wish you all the very, very best. Uh, it'll be on for young and old. And by the way, is the 14-year-old likely to be in reserve on Sunday? No, he's starting, actually. Yeah. He's starting. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Taylor, you're a wonder. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, once again... All the very best and many congratulations for what was uh, a monumental result last night in the Australia Cup. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your time and uh, thanks for having me on the show.